Welcome back to The Profitable Python. I'm your host, Ben McNeil, and on this episode, you will meet Anna Unger. Anna is a former croupier who late in life did a career change into tech. She now works as a data engineer. Anna is also a Facebook developer circle lead of Stockholm, a code mentor for kids and elementary school teachers, a board member of a wrestling club and a member of a council in a soccer club. Anna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, this is going to be a ton of fun. And my first question for you is, what is the moment when you, or what was the moment like when you decided to reinvent yourself as a data engineer? Well, I didn't really go for a data engineer. I, as I said, I used to work as a blackjack dealer and my kids were like, uh, mom, could you please uh, find a job where you earn more money and don't work <laughs> nights? So I was thinking like, okay, what could I do? I'm like 30, I'm almost 40 and uh, like I'm a female, what could I do? Like what, what do a female usually do? So like a nurse maybe? But then I thought like, I mean, there are other females my age doing this. So I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't be something that you would like to grab. Like first, uh, you know, this is what I want. So I thought like, okay, so the tech industry, they're like screaming for females. So like my age wouldn't be uh, like an issue. They would uh, want me anyways. So um, I took a course in um, C Sharp and I didn't understand <laughs> almost anything. Um, but I was like, okay, this is kind of fun. It's kind of a, you know, it's a language. I love languages. So yeah, so that's um, how I started. Uh, I didn't actually go for like programming, but um, I started studying um, like uh, growth hacker kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So it sounded, it sounds like it was maybe a little scary, but you just went for it anyway. Yeah. That's, <laughs> and, that's amazing. Yeah. And I actually went, like, I didn't even like growth hacking. <laughs> so I started studying SQL and Python during the nights and went to school anyway, because I thought like, yeah, well, I started this, let's finish this. Um, yeah. Amazing. And those skills have been like paying dividends, like ever since you, you gained those, right? Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. growth hacking. Or, or and the, well, just like the, the SQL, the Python, yeah. even though the C sharp maybe was like a little crazy to, to start off with, but yeah. I mean, those skills, like the problem solving skills and everything, they, yeah. they're paying dividends. Yeah. I never worked as a developer like using uh, SQL or uh, Python only. So, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I'm not a professional in, in that matter, but um, yeah, I've used it like since I started. So yeah, it's useful. And I think also like knowing it is really useful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I can agree there too. Uh, what would you consider your first success as a data engineer? As a data engineer, <laughs> like, yeah, building my first flow, maybe. Okay. Yeah, it felt awesome. I built um, a web scraper. So it, uh, I mean, I didn't develop it, but like, yeah, I stopped where I was able to 
uh, like uh, get uh, items from uh, a website. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. yeah, that's amazing. It's like you, you uh, made something uh, useful, you know, yeah. Even, yeah. even if web scraping, that's amazing. Uh, when did you realize that you had a hacker mindset? Oh, yeah, I think uh, when I started studying, uh, I understood that I had a hacker mindset and I have had it all my life without knowing. I didn't know what a hacker was. But yeah, um, yeah, when I started studying, because then like I felt so behind everyone else, like everyone else already knew about programming. They knew about like social media. I didn't know anything. So I really had to hack myself into the piece. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Amazing. What was kind of like your, well, you said you've, you were basically doing it your whole life. You just didn't, there was, you didn't know this word for it, I guess. But what yeah. has kind of been like going through that transformation of kind of retraining yourself? What was kind of the biggest takeaway uh, or like learning moment where you're like, wow. Uh, like into the, yeah, could you specify like I don't sure. sure yeah like you you reinvented like at one point in time you were dealing cards and then yeah. and now you're basically like a data engineer and so was there something profound through that experience where you're just like this is this is like amazing this trajectory that I put my life on yeah but do you know these memes like uh, I'm a <laughs> I'm a blackjack dealer, but my mom thinks I'm looking like this and I think I'm looking like that. You know, these memes. <laughs> I haven't seen those memes. Uh, yeah, but yeah, so uh, yeah, I was a blackjack dealer, but like I didn't see myself as a blackjack dealer. Like I mm. had, you know, I had another purpose and uh, I had other learnings. And yeah, my goal wasn't to like count to 21. Like that was not my thing. So yeah. going from a black tech dealer to a data engineer, it's kind of not, um, not awkward. Right. It was almost like a natural progression. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. very close. Like, uh, you know, yeah. you have, you, you have like uh, attributes and you have data and, uh, you know, you have flows and you have like, if you tune that, then that will happen. Like it's, it's kind of the same. Yeah, I, I've never thought of it that way, but uh, I, I can see how that makes sense. That's awesome. Yeah, I uh, mean, like, gambling mm -hmm. is like behavioral science. If you don't think about behavioral science, then, uh, you know. Mm. Wow. Well. Yeah, that's, I mean, especially with the, the whole, like, human emotion part, like, yeah. that's the, that's the uh, random uh, aspect, I guess, or the noise. <laughs> Introducing yeah, noise. <laughs> awesome. Uh, how uh, rewarding has your experience been as a Facebook developer circle lead? Yeah, it has been so rewarding. Like the learnings and, uh, you know, all the people I have got to know. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing. I, like some people are like, are you doing this for free? Like how much time do you put into it? But yeah, I, I don't see it like that. And I mean, it's not the only thing I do for free. Mm -hmm. People react because like, you know, it's a company and uh, the other things I do for free, like our organizations. So yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I had never heard of Facebook developer circles before. 
And I started researching and there's some like maybe within four hours of where I live. Um, but I was just curious, like, is it, is it like a meetup or is it more, um, yeah. What, what is it, I guess? Is, is there some way to explain it? Yeah. It's supposed to be local. I mean, okay. and you could have like online events, which we do have now. Like we have turned this local thing into like a world, uh, connecting thing mm -hmm. um, yeah so it used to be like for us only local but um, yeah you, you meet up um, and you I mean we as a circle provide the members with um, you know education or interesting um, uh, like um, speakers um, so our goal is like to connect all these people mm -hmm. and provide them with like um, material that will keep them interested in like staying in this field and uh, wanting to learn more. Mm -hmm. So it's just like another resource and even like a networking opportunity for like yeah. really specialized uh, like techies, I guess. Well, you don't have to be like our circle is like really wide. Uh, okay. There are people, you know, they don't work within tech. They're just interested. And then okay. there are people, like studied years and years and you know are like really narrow into their field so yeah hmm. amazing it sounds like yeah. a really cool opportunity yeah uh what is your general algorithm for solving data problems is there like a certain way you approach the unknown yeah i mean um since i work for other people to solve their problems like I have to have that in mind, like what do they want? Like why do they have this data and what do they want to do with it? And then like, I really need to know the data. I used to work with like medical data, like tests, you know, blood and uh, saliva and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I used to work with like uh, data um, from construction sites. And now I work with insurance. So it's like, wow. Uh, yeah, it's it's nice because you you learn a lot about things you wouldn't learn about other ways. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I have to know the like what they want, and I have to know the data, and then yeah, I have to know the tools I'm using. Otherwise, like in my case, it's um, Hadoop. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds. I mean, I just think about it. I work in oil and gas. I've been doing it for the last ten years. So I'm very familiar with that data, but I don't know how I would approach, like if I had to go start working on a construction project or, a, a, you know, or just some like a whole different business's data, like um, how long does it take you to kind of get skilled up with the, the data in those niches? It just sounds really tricky, like switching gears like that. Yeah, for this, for insurance, I didn't prepare anything like, because like insurance, you, you know, all your life you had, have had insurances and, you know, you kind of know that kind of business. Yeah. But when I worked with like um, hospitals, uh, I, I went on site a lot and I had training and I had workshops, you know, like, I really feel like I'm part like, uh, you know, staff at the hospital now. Yeah. So it's amazing. Yeah. It's hmm. a lot of preparation though. It's a, it's a lot of what you said? Preparation. Oh I, yeah. I, I, I can only imagine. 
yeah when it's when it's something that you're not used to like you know samples like blood and uh, like skin like i've never thought about this before so yeah mm -hmm. wow and they have awkward names but but i had like an advantage there because I, I used to live in italy so i i i know italian so it's latin so mm. in in that way i had a an advantage and yeah it's mm. amazing yeah that's uh it just it sounds like a really cool experience to bounce around all those businesses is there any um is there any advice that you could give someone if they wanted to be if like maybe they've never worked with medical data before but they know of an opportunity to go work in that field like what advice can you give them to kind of get up to speed a little faster maybe on learning the data of the business yeah i mean like as in any situation i think it's important to try to find something that interests you so even though like i've never been interested in medical data like uh, samples I mean, like in my case, I found like the similarity to Italian that was mm. like, a, because I love languages. So like this was a, like a huge um, interest of mine. And then like just going to the hospital and like, you know, feel the environment that was also like helpful. So I don't know, like it depends on who you are, like try to find things that, you know, you could um, relate to or like oh this is similar to my hobby or i don't know mm -hmm. try to feel it yeah i i love that advice it's like get get immersion like put like you don't want to dabble here you want to go all in type thing like if this is what you're going to do go for it yeah yeah that's awesome um what what would be the first tool that you pick up if you had to start over as a like a like a data professional yeah, it wouldn't be C sharp. Um, I mean, like SQL w was my first language, and I would do it again. Yeah. Uh, even though, like, <laughs> maybe I'm going to ruin your show because uh, someone. <laughs> are you based in San Francisco? No. Uh, I thought that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, I went there once, and people told me, "Okay, don't say SQL like loud. People will like uh, go away from you." So, but yeah, I think SQL because it's so close to my own language. Yeah. Um, so I I can relate to that, even though I, I've never seen code before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's that's exactly how I started out as well. Was strictly from the database side and SQL. And then as uh, I needed to automate more things, I started getting involved with Python and uh, I kind of just went really crazy with Python, but <laughs> data, <Yeah. laughs> Python, SQL, what else do you need? Maybe some JavaScript, some Hadoop if you're doing big data. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, what can somebody do that solves like 80% of the challenge at becoming proficient in data engineering? Yes, so like I, when I look back, uh, I mean, I'm totally new to data engineering and I don't see myself as a complete data engineer yet because it's like really, you know, a lot of skills you need to have. Yeah. Uh, like I see myself as someone who can build a flow. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. uh, but like when I got this job, 
uh, I didn't even know what kind of languages or tools I would be use like to work with. So, yes. So I asked them, and like two weeks before to start, they they told me, and hmm. then like you know, life is life. You just have to like take what you get and and try to do the best of it. And as I said before, like. I tried to, like when I started learning it, I tried to like, okay, my first project, I chose it to be like web scraping because I love web scraping. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was like amazing. I could web scrape with uh, NiFi, like (laughs) it's uh, kind of crazy. So yeah, just this like surprise, like, oh, I can do this. And then um, something like that is of my interest. I didn't take like any like boring data, you know, that you get and you have to create some flow that doesn't tell you anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, I need to be able to relate to what I do. Otherwise it's going to be like kind of boring and difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, I think that's excellent advice. I couldn't agree more. What, what would you say, just kind of inverting the question a little bit, what is uh, maybe overly complicated in data engineering that newcomers should maybe stay away from early on? <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> so uh, complicated, it's like, uh, well, if you Google what a da- data engineer does, like, and, like what skills it needs to have like stay away stay away from that like uh, just focus on trying to do something that works so in in make my case it was like a flow mm-hmm. maybe someone could set up a cluster if you're interested in that that's not my like thing <laughs> so no. yeah try to find something that you like and try to like be able to do that on your own so mm-hmm. Yeah, and if I, if I kind of read between the lines on what you're saying here, it's like you, you go out there and you see these people's like job descriptions and stuff, and it's just like a bunch of hype almost. Like you need to get back to the fundamentals of like build something, start small, and it, like that's kind of what I'm hearing. Am I hearing you correctly? Yeah, exactly. Like everything I do, it, like it doesn't matter if it's data engineering or building a website or anything, like start small and like – when you see it works like it will give you goosebumps and you will get so motivated to like improve it um and you will get like confidence mm. it's really important because like data engineering is such like it's um it's like the black space like you, you don't know or i don't know anything about it it's like so yeah just get confidence by doing something that works Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm just reflecting on my own experience in this field. And it's, if I'm not, if I'm not careful about those, making sure I'm getting those little wins, I can, I can be really hard on myself. And uh, there's just too much to know. I have to keep reminding myself, like, you'll never know it all. So just figure out what you can do. <laughs> but yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, and you may have already answered this, but I'll just, I'll hit it directly uh, on here. If you had to start over, um, what would be your strategy on building your portfolio? Because I think that's part of like your, your start over strategy, right? Yeah. So I did things maybe the wrong way because like when I started, uh, you know, going back to school to become a growth hacker, I got a job after four months. Um, 
which I had for like, it was just like uh, a short, uh, I had to do something for two months. And then from that one, I got a job as a BA analyst. Um, and the things are like, when you work with data, everything is so secret. Like you can't tell anyone and you can't show anyone. So uh, maybe I would um, do it the other way because then when I started looking for internship and job, I, had, I didn't have anything to show. Like people were like, okay, so what have you done? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I can't show you because it's secret. Like yeah. uh, maybe that I would like put time and effort into building a nice portfolio, like use data from Kaggle. People think that is not, you know you know Kaggle data and stuff but I think it's really good like uh, put effort into building something nice to be able to show mm -hmm. yeah I think that's yeah I mean I, I couldn't agree more in the oil and gas industry like that's all we have is our well that's a that's a huge asset is our data and uh ooh, that would just be bad news if it was public so like that's your edge and that's a lot of people's edge so yeah, it makes a lot of sense to be really kind of go out of your way to make a portfolio that, I mean, cause it's not going to be a byproduct of anything you do during your day job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I still don't have a portfolio. Like I did a portfolio, but it's not like something that I'm proud to show. Sometimes I show it anyways, because yeah. you have to, but yeah, I would definitely put more time and effort into a portfolio. Okay. Amazing. I, I actually liked uh, yours quite a bit. Um, I don't know if it's just the, the CSS or, or whatnot, but it like, I, re I really liked how it was like these people and then you could hover over them and that you could see the, um, like the little message that they said about like liking to work with you. I thought that was really clever. I might even borrow that on, yeah, on my so future portfolio. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of work because I'm not a web developer. Uh -huh. I, I have these ideas and I really want to make them work. And I, yeah, so I put a lot of effort into like details that people usually, like now you notice, but people, you know, they usually don't notice. So yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes I put effort into things that pe like people will not uh, notice. And then, uh, I mean, I do it for myself too. Like I right. wanted to, so yeah. But I'm so happy you noticed. Thank you. Yeah, that was really cool. So if I can just open up that can of worms real quick. the uh, So is that pretty much custom or was there some sort of framework? I know you're hosting it on GitHub and I probably should have just dug into the code a little more. But Yeah, I hosted it on GitHub just because like some people, uh, they buy their own domain and stuff. But yeah, um, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I did a Udacity course. Okay. And um, and we were supposed to build our own portfolios um, by using, you know, their like star code. But I really wanted to build like m my dream portfolio, M not the content, but like how it, um, you know, w was built. And for me, it, like one, one feature is also that uh, when you reload the page, mm -hmm. the order of people, it, uh, it, uh, it randoms. Okay. <laughs> So like no one will feel like uh, excluded or like, oh, why did that person come first? Like, yeah. It's just but the luck of the draw. Yeah, exactly. That's, it's that's like yeah, I was just going to say, it's like your, uh, your old card days, I guess. Yeah, yeah, 
so shuffling the cards. That's awesome. Um, what, what are just like from your point of view, what do you think are like the biggest money making opportunities that you see for somebody right now with data engineering skills? Um, you know, uh, do you mean what they could build or like how they would like approach the industry or? Yeah, I guess whatever, whatever comes to mind based on like, if somebody had these skills, uh, what is kind of like the lowest hanging fruit that you see out there right now that they could go either go get a client or go get a, a certain type of job somewhere or it's, it's like a really wide open question. Sorry. It's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. No, I um, so, uh, like, what what I would do if I wanted to make money, uh -huh. I would definitely not work for a company. I would be on my own. Yeah. Because, like, there are so many jobs out there, and people like are screaming for <laughs> this knowledge. So you could ask for as much money as you would like. It seems I don't know. I haven't mm -hmm. done this myself, but yeah. Excellent. What do you like? If you don't mind me prying a little bit. Uh, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but I'm just going to throw it out there. What is stopping you from going, you know, like going out there and um, like, like doing some, like starting your own data consultancy or something like that? Yeah. Well, my problem is that I'm kind of introvert. Okay. So, yeah. So I kind of, yeah, I had my own, like uh, when I, when I studied, I had my own business, so I could have continued being on my own, but like, since I'm an introvert, I need a company. I like, I need to go to work and have these people like, uh, hi, Anna, how are you? You yeah. know, I need, I need to be part of a company. I can't be on my own. It's a, it would kill me. So, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. It's good to know yourself, I guess. That's, that's yeah. kind of the, the thing I'm seeing there. Awesome. Uh, what applications do you envision for AI's role in making people kinder? Yeah, so like I love behavioral science. I mean, uh, I don't, I, yeah, I'm not so, like, I don't know so much about this, but um, I think Instagram has rolled out a new feature that um, if you try to write something mean to someone, it will pop up something like, oh, you can't write this because this is not nice. Oh, wow. But I think instead of doing this, I think you could use behavioral science to make people behave in a better way without them knowing. But the thing mm. is, like, if I'm building this, who, who, who gives me the right to define what is nice and what is bad? Right. So this is the problem. And like, should should you have like a structure of this because it can't be one person like making the whole world nice mm -hmm. or under. Uh, so it, like it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a big problem but like yeah i would really tr try to make people become aware of how they treat other people yeah that I mean, you just bring up a, a good question there. Like, who are you to tell me that, you know, the words that I'm using are nice yeah. or mean? Like the whole ethics thing just, yeah, you'd have to, it, it sounds, I mean, the, the motivations are healthy, but it just sounds so tricky. Like if Facebook was telling me, I would be, you know, I'd be like, dang you, Facebook, you know, or like Google or anyone, you know, I just, uh, I don't know. Ah, I don't know what the answer is to that either. 
<laughs> yeah, and, and like, uh, uh, you know, because I lived in different places, I know like culture is so big issue because like in, in one culture, it's perfectly fine to have a tone of voice, but then in another one, it's like uh, really, you know, bad. So hmm. uh, it, we have this problem as well. Like people are behaving different in different parts of the world. So yeah, hmm. it's different. It's difficult to get, you know, a thing that works for all. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds like it. It almost sounds like uh, just a a way to enhance communication. Like, like if you were doing a cross cultural thing, maybe this new technology could like help you communicate better with the Asian community if you weren't used to doing that, or vice versa. Is, yeah, exactly. That, yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, what application for AI are you most excited about for helping people suffer less medically? Yeah, I mean, um, then you could maybe combine with um, DNA to like, um, I mean, um, you know, if you, if you know your DNA and then you use AI, you could uh, prevent, you know, a lot of things. Hmm. people are kind of afraid of this so i, I don't know yeah that's a uh, touchy subjects <laughs> yeah no, because, I mean, like in in some countries it's perfectly safe to be like you know if, you know exploring your own dna but in other countries like you can really suffer from you know uh, you know even for personal uses like find out about your dna could be like dangerous because mm -hmm. you could much so yeah oh that yeah that's so wild and then the whole data like if you could do it and just have a hundred percent confidence that your data like the insurance companies wouldn't get your data somehow yeah. or something like uh then it, it might be a little better but yeah people are getting hacked all the time so <laughs> <laughs> excellent um what would you if if you just had to kind of figure it out in like 30 seconds type thing. What would be the big domino for you that you could knock over that would make your skills full stack? Ooh, yeah, it's like, I think my personality helps me a lot there because I'm kind of, uh, well, looking back, it doesn't seem like I'm staying in one place. Like I'm, mm. I'm just like, I, 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 I go so fast and I can't stop myself. Like I want to explore new things all the time. Like I, mm -hmm. I can't stop at SQL, for example. I'm not even good at SQL. Like I just went on. So like maybe this, I mean this, I got this advice. Don't, don't do this, but I can't stop myself. I just like want to learn more things. Mm -hmm. So I hope this, uh, like my character will help me to become full stack. Yeah. All you need is an amazing uh, project, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I have the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the, that's the key right there. Um, what are some actions that you are taking or would like to take to make the world more diverse and inclusive? Yeah, I mean, there are different levels. Like, first, I can start with myself. Um, just, like, everything I do, and it's not just professionally, like, uh, uh, it's not that I'm angry, but, like, it provokes me that people have, like, 
a perception of how I am just because like I'm a woman or because I am from Sweden. So maybe in a nice way, I want to show the world that it's not the case. Like uh, I'm not what you expect just because I'm this and that. Mm -hmm. So if everyone uh, started doing this instead of trying to fit in, because like I think also in, in the tech industry, it's kind of, I mean, you could have different approaches, but I think many of, for example, us women try to fit in just to make it easier. But I think this is kind of like an opportunity because the tech industry is so kind if you compare to other industries that you could try, like you could, you could risk a bit and like stand up for who you are and like, um, I heard one woman say one time, like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not watching this, uh, like, okay, let's say it was Python. I'm not watching these Python tutorials, like, on my spare time. Like, I, I, I'm looking at makeup tutorials. Like, why not? Uh, why, why should I look at Python tutorials all the time? Because I'm uh, interested in tech. It doesn't make sense. Like, you have different hobbies as well. You, you just don't live and breathe tech all the time you have other things in life so uh, i mean you should you shouldn't try to hide who you are just because uh, you want to fit in because i think you will fit in anyways hmm. yeah that's that is profound thank you for sharing that thank you mm -hmm. uh when you were studying at uh hyper island what was it that you discovered that made a huge impact on your professional and personal life. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's, I think it's a, uh, like values. Like all my life, I hadn't taken care of my values because I misunderstood this whole thing. I thought like, because I kind of, uh, you know, experienced kind of bad environments like doing this uh, blackjack thing, for example, like, I, I, when I started, there weren't casinos. There were like nightclubs and restaurants. So I, I spent a lot of time in this environment and people are not always that nice when they drink and take drugs. So uh, I, I, I kind of got this thing that uh, instead of sticking to my values, I was like, if someone told me something bad or acted in a bad way, I was like, okay, go on. I don't care. I'm strong. I, I don't care. You can do whatever you want and you can tell me whatever you want. I don't care. But then when I started at Hyper Island, like I really found out that my values is something like we worked a lot of like on values to find our values, even though today I can't like pronounce my values. Uh, I, I, I trust my feelings like in uh, all different scenarios and like, if my values tell me no, then I just like, no, this is not okay. So mm -hmm. this, this is a huge thing, uh, like change for me. And it has made a great impact. Hmm. Amazing. I, w I was uh, looking into Hyper Island a little bit. Is that, what was that? It's like a education experience. They, they do techie stuff, but they do other stuff too, right? Yeah. Uh, so, um, uh, I don't know today, but, but when I went there, it was like 50% uh, soft skills and 50% um, hard skills. Okay. And the hard 
lessons. It's not that someone comes and gives you a lesson, like this is how it should be done. You have to like Google it. And I think we were provided with Linda and we used, you know, YouTube and stuff like that. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's kind of like going into, yeah, it's a new lifestyle. It's like going into something like really mental, like, hmm. But a life-changing experience is kind of what it sounds like. Yeah, it depends on who you are. But like okay. for me, coming from, uh, you know, I lived 12 years in Italy. Like I came from a completely different world. Like uh, I used to, like when I lived in Italy, I was a stay-at-home stay at home mom. So like yeah, this was kind of, you know, yeah. Hmm. Amazing. Embracing your, like embracing yourself and your values, like and and uh, g- g- assign a worth to yourself. It's like yeah, it was a new thing for me. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds really empowering. Did they? So I, when I was looking at their website, it said that they also have ways of plugging in people that go through their programs. Like, did you get exposure to like hiring companies and stuff like that, or was it strictly just like an educational experience? Yeah, I mean, we had people coming from companies like almost every day. Hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I actually did, did my internship um, at a company that came to have, like, they, they came to give a lecture. So. Wow. Oh, and then you just networked your way into, into uh, like, an internship after that. Yeah. I mean, I added everyone that came to our school on LinkedIn and uh yeah and i kind of uh, you know naturally i ask a lot of questions and uh, yeah i did this too like uh, like every lecture i asked at least one question and then people kind of remember you mm-hmm. so it, even though you're an introvert like uh, asking questions being curious helps you to connect with people i think hmm. yeah that's excellent what other i mean maybe you've already answered this but what is like one big learning experience you had on getting that, that first industry experience, like how, like if somebody was having a hard time breaking in, like getting the, the first internship, getting their first uh, work experience, what is like a big, like a big uh, piece of advice, I guess you could give them. Yes. So uh, I've heard that like landing a job or an internship or anything like is like 80% networking. So, I mean, uh, like join communities, go to uh, events um, and many, I don't know in other countries, but in Sweden, many companies host events uh, like at their office just to like invite people and um, connect with them. So like there are so many opportunities to network and Mm. um, even though you're an introvert, like if you're interested in, in like a topic, then it's not difficult. Like you go there to learn and, you know, talk about, um, yeah, what it is like uh, the topic is, it's, it's not that difficult. I mean, it's always difficult to be an introvert, but yeah, if you're interested in what you're doing, um, it will be easy. Yeah. I, I'm like, you, you might, you might not guess it, but like a year ago, there's no way that you would see me like doing a podcast or like putting something up on YouTube. So I think I I can agree with you. Like if it's something you enjoy, you can figure out a way to put yourself out there and just say, 
I don't care. I'm just going to do it. But uh, yeah. yeah, there's nothing easy about it, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I believe you, like, but yeah, I could never have guessed. And it, this is yeah. so amazing, like, that, that um, many people suffer from being introverts. I don't know if it's your case, but like, uh, there are so many ways to get out of this. And this, like, having a deep interest will help you a lot. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, that's a, that is amazing. And I probably should have done my homework a little more, but what is the tech scene like in Stockholm? It's, um, I think it's uh, very diverse um, and inclusive. Um, like the company I work at is like, you hear as many female voices like around you as male and like uh, i mean i we are like 50 percent female at my company but there are like the thing is also that just because there is like 50 percent women it doesn't mean mean that the women are comfortable like uh, being heard like because this um, minority thing but um i think generally in stockholm it's really easy to be a woman. And yeah, I would hope it could be like this all over the world. Hmm. Uh, I so, understood that it's not like this, but yeah. So they're holding like a high, a high, like this is a standard that people can really learn, learn from and maybe aim for. That's kind yeah. of what it sounds like. Yeah, because um, who doesn't benefit from a diverse environment? like the product will be better uh, and the team will be better like it's uh, it's better for for everyone so yeah hmm. wow i think like you you might this might be one of your superpowers that you go on to share with the world is just showing companies how to how to do like bring this culture into their company like that might yeah. be kind of a cool consulting gig for you yeah <laughs> that's awesome um what have you learned from working in the trenches as a techie? Well, I have learned uh, the the power of automation. <laughs> I mean, I like from the beginning when I got my first job as an analyst, like I, I don't even know how I got the job, but like uh, I didn't know anything. So in order to like do my job, I had to study like I already studied during, during the day and I had to work like in the nights and uh, weekends. And then I had to study as well because I didn't know how to do things. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, it, like I really did everything the wrong way. And I think doing things the wrong way will like give you the best lesson ever. Hmm. Like if you start from the beginning, it, like if you have all the help you need, like people are telling you like, no, don't, don't go into this like that. You have to like the easiest way is to do it this way. Like then you kind of ruin it all. I think you should be doing mistakes from day one. That's how you learn. Mm -hmm. it's, it sounds like it might be a little painful at times, but it's <laughs> the best way to, to really learn it is kind of what I'm hearing. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Uh, what is, so right now we're in a quarantine. Are you, are you, is it the same thing in, in your uh, neck of the woods up there or? No. No, people are just roaming, roaming around business as usual? Yeah. Um, really? Sorry. It is because people get so upset and I understand they do. But like, 
everything in Sweden is kind of, you know, the other way. And, but I mean, I also think that we have maybe a wrong picture of ourselves. Like we always said like, no, we're kind of neutral when it comes to war. But then in the end, I don't think other countries see us as being neutral. It's like, just like trying to protect ourselves. And that's kind of the case now as well. I think we are mm. protecting our economy, I think doing it this way but then i like i don't know <clears throat> we'll have to wait and see what happens like um what was the best way to do it hmm. wow so they I mean, they took the completely different approach yeah i mean we don't even test ourselves like if you have the symptoms you're not allowed to go and test yourself like if you're dying you go to the hospital but but that's it huh yeah, time will tell, but uh, you're, it sounds like you didn't shut your economy down. So things are good in, in that department. I mean, people are losing their jobs. It's not yeah. like, but maybe not in the, you know, the same pace as other countries. Hmm. Hopefully, I don't know. I had no idea. I, I asked that question and I had no idea that we were going to go there. Thanks for sharing that. I, yeah, it's good to, it's good to have friends all across the world because you can learn things like this. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you. Um, what sort of career advice would you give your teenage self if you knew back then that you were going to get into like data engineering? Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, you're fine. <clears throat> Who is calling me this hour? Anyways. <laughs> yeah, uh, so uh, what I would like... Yeah, I took the like wrong way, completely the wrong way. I um, I didn't finish high school. I didn't do anything the right way. <clears throat> so, but I still think I did it the right way because maybe I wasn't ready to make a decision then. Mm -hmm. And like, uh, I, I worked as a blackjack dealer on and off for 20 years. And... Um, Many people think that I wasted my time, but I don't think so. I think like you should do what you want and then time will tell, like, don't panic. Don't do something because someone thinks it's better or it's like, it looks better. Like, don't, don't mind, just do what you want. Hmm. Amazing. One, one thing when you were saying that, it kind of reminded me of something where, um, maybe people that's, that suffer from comparing themselves to other people would really, they'd have a hard time with the advice that you're sharing. So I'm wondering if, if you had any insight to help somebody who really, like they just catch themselves doing this all the time, comparing themselves with other people. What, what's your message to them? Yeah, because uh, people are so different and uh, how can you compare yourself to someone that is like, maybe it looks the same as you, but are completely different on the inside. How can you compare yourself to that person? Hmm. And like by doing that, maybe you give big advantages to that person, um, comparing yourself to that person because that person might be listening to their inner voice, like what they really want to do. How can you compare your skills like uh, Python, for example? How can you compare your skills? Maybe that person is like so good at writing fluently, but 
but that person might not be good at problem solving. Like maybe that person is working close to a person that is like really creative and innovative, comes up with uh, good solutions on how to, you know, make the code work. Like, uh, for example, and because I know a lot of people feel bad because they're not so good at coding, but like, you know, coding is not all about writing code. It's like problem solving. As you said, it's like solving a problem. You like, mm -hmm. yeah, that's why we work in teams, I think. Yeah, that's, it just makes a lot of sense what you're saying. And I know how hard I can be. I asked that question because I know how hard I can be on myself. And I often catch myself comparing myself with other people. And so it's like, uh, it's not healthy. And <laughs> like, if you want to work good on a team, like what you're talking about, you need to focus on, you know, the diversity. I think that's so, I don't think that's, that hasn't come up on the podcast a lot, but that's really powerful. If you can keep, if you can keep that in the forefront of everything that you do. Yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, who, okay, so I don't know if you can see this, but I have a little sign here that says action. Yeah. So I am all about taking massive action, having some clarity and some discipline and courage, but mainly massive action. So I want to know who is somebody that you regard as a role model, a role model for taking massive action? Massive action as in like... Help me a bit. Like I'm lost in translation. Like sure. So, so basically like the, like, like focusing on going out there and getting what you want, like just doing the work as scary as it might be, but they just put in the work and they get the results like result getters. So you want a name? Yeah. Like, is there some like celebrity figure or somebody that strikes you as like, Oh, that person definitely, like they know how to take massive action and get what they want. I wasn't prepared for this question. <laughs> it's all right. I mean, I, I have role models, but they're not celebrities. I mean, uh, I, I, I went through your um, podcasts and I saw like Louis Serrano is like uh, kind of uh, someone I look up to. Uh, mm especially when I studied, like, like I, I listened to him a lot. So, and I like people, uh, like he's a mathematician and uh, then he, like he turned things around. Like, I, I like that kind of people who are not like stuck in what they should be doing. Mm. Like they just go, no matter what, like look at where he's at now. Like, yeah, I like people like that. That's, that's amazing. And I know I, I might have thrown you off there a little bit. I apologize for that. It's uh, I, so I, I, I'm always curious, like who, who people are kind of, um, kind of their role models for these attributes because they're, um, if you don't have the thing that you want, modeling that's the success of somebody else is the best way to get it. So that's yeah. that's amazing that that you brought Lewis up. But that um, that's what I was kind of going after was like. Who can we learn from to model their success? And he's got an amazing YouTube channel. So maybe that's like, you know, another, another way to learn from, from somebody's success. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, let's see here. So I just have a couple other questions here for you. 
Um, one of them might be, <laughs> I might throw you off with one more, but uh, we're just going to go for yeah. it. <laughs> um, what is the most important book that you think we should read on personal development in 2020? In 2020, look, so like uh, to be honest, I stopped reading books uh, many years ago because um, uh, I kind of got a concentration issue. Um, mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, uh, life experiences. So I don't usually read books anymore. I used to read a lot. So uh, yeah, sorry, you threw me off. I can't answer that either. It's, a, it's all good. No worries. Um, okay, so here's a fun one. What is the best advice that you've ever received? Yeah, um, yeah, the most, like, I like when advices are, like, kind of rough and, like, uh, people don't, like, uh, make it more beautiful than it is. So mm. when I was, like, 16, my coach said to me, like, grow your hair and start talking to people. I think that was something that changed my life because like I shaved off my hair I like and I didn't talk to people like I, I was always on my own and so that's kind of you know the best advice I think I ever got amazing that's yeah. that's awesome yeah. um what okay so all the things that we've talked about today we kind of went all uh, in many different departments uh what is the message that you would like the audience to walk away with yeah uh, so look how you want and do what you want and don't compare yourself like you said don't compare yourself to people because it will ruin you um, that's that's just there's I, I couldn't have done better myself that's amazing <laughs> um how do people connect with you after they listen to this interview uh where do we send them yeah, you could go through LinkedIn. Okay. LinkedIn. Yeah, I'm not on Twitter. So yeah, LinkedIn is perfect. Okay, awesome. And uh, is there any like call to action that you have? Like, should people be checking out like that developer circles? Or is there another like special cause or something like that that you want to uh, promote? Um, no, like worldwide, no. Developer circles are worldwide. Otherwise, it's like, I really think it's important. The thing I do on the side besides that is like uh, helping kids to code, I think. But I think there are in many countries like different organizations, but like, yeah, to like uh, give back, try to, you know, help people in this case, like kids uh, to learn how to code is like really important. Mm -hmm. Excellent, that's, that's so awesome. Well, uh, that was that was all the questions that I had for you. Did we leave anything off the table, or did we no. do a pretty good job? I think we did yeah. a good job. Yeah, amazing. Good. That this is great. Well, thank you so much, Anna, for coming on the show, and uh, we'll talk to you folks soon. Thank you so much. Yep, you're welcome.